This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Mark Sherwood joining us now. Mark, welcome to Rush to Reason. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you guys for having me. I'm very honored to be here. Oh, we appreciate it. Thank you, much for jo- thank you so much for joining us. You're a former uh, governor candidate for 2022. And, uh, again, appreciate you joining us. Let's talk about, though, this whole FBI raid on Trump's home, which, yeah, we are calling it a raid here. We've had some folks call in and and not necessarily agree with us on calling it a raid. But, Mark, I call it a raid, and I think it was a, you know, pardon for the pun here, a trumped-up warrant (laughs) that was not really done uh, correctly. This was, in my opinion, a judge that just didn't like Mr. Trump in the first place and signed off on something that, frankly, I don't think should have ever been signed off on. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. You know, I've been a part of, in my previous career, you know, um, law enforcement for 25 years, um, served many warrants, written many affidavits, and presented many minutes to the judge, you know. So the real attack points for this one are going to be in, you know, two different things. One, in the investigation itself, and two, in the affidavit itself. And obviously there's a lot of conjecture going back and forth about you know, what's going to be released and what's not. I would expect at some point you're going to see a, a probably fairly heavily redacted version of the affidavit be released. But, man, I'm like you. There's so many questions, and there's going to be so many more questions after those questions get answered. The one thing Andy keeps bringing up, too, is who's going to handle the redaction? The same judge that issued the warrant or, you know, that approved the warrant? Yeah, typically that's the way it is. You know, the judge who issued the warrant is the one that read the affidavit he or she will be the one that makes the ruling on what's going to be uh, released or not. And and I expect it to come back and go two or three different rounds back and forth. You know, this is, you know, of course, the, the FBI is going to say we, we've got to redact this much, and the judge might say, well, that's too much. And so, it, you know, it's a you mentioned the judge. You know, this is interesting because that judge now is going to be looking at um, <laughs> kind of right in the hot seat right now to – to, you know, if you'll pardon that expression, you know, because he is really going to be uh, determining what's going to be released to the public. And so it's, it's a huge issue we're dealing with. Mark, if you don't mind me getting a little conspiratorial here, I believe yep. that the battles back and forth that we are going to see between the FBI, DOJ, and this judge are all for show. Okay, I believe that they are working together. They are agreeing behind the scenes exactly and what will be redacted. I think they're going through this line by line, word by word, and working together. And the reason they're going to put on a show and have... 
the FBI DOJ say, we don't want to release any, or if we do, we don't want to release this much, and he will look like he's fighting back, is that gives him a look of authenticity to the, you know, objectivity to the crowd, to the public. But the simple fact is, he's on their side. He is absolutely on their side. He is a leftist activist judge who openly hates Donald Trump, just as they are. Obviously, he wants what they wanted, and he shouldn't have been any. He should have recused himself in the first place. He shouldn't have been anywhere near this warrant. Yeah, the, the thing that people need to understand is, you know, and, and again, I have, you know, written affidavits and presented to the judges. You can go to any judge you want. I mean, we right. used to go to the judges we liked, and a lot of people need to know that. So there's a relationship typically that's built from, you know, either federal agency, federal judge, or even um, city officers or county officers to a county judge. So there's relationships, but they could have went to anybody, and it does make one wonder, you know, why him? So I'm with you on that. Yeah, and also it didn't surprise me at all when he told them, no, he would not allow them to not release it. He was going to have it be released. But this way, let's say he said, no, you can't release it. I mean, uh, let's say he said, okay, we will not release the affidavit. Well, then it could be appealed by the Trump team and it could get out of his hands. And the last thing he would want is another judge handling the redactions and what would not be redacted. He wanted to keep complete control of that. That's why he said, yeah, we're going to release it, but I'll be in charge of redacting. I mean, does that sound fair? Yeah, it does, because ultimately by the scenario as you laid out there, he is going to be able to appear at least to many people like, oh, he's really trying to do the best he can and be unbiased. But, you know, we, we need to understand, too, man, that this whole idea of a warrant attainment, you know, that's what my question is. How did we get so far to where we got from a simple request or even a firm request to a search warrant? I mean, that takes a huge leap, and this thing did nothing more than create more division in this country in an already divided country, mm-hmm. and it grieves me because in this situation, uh, we're, we're not going to see. It's going to be hard to find the truth in this. Is what I'm getting at. Speaking of the truth, I got an email today from a listener that said they had heard on somebody else's news program, and I don't want to name names because I don't want to, you know, try to sling some mud directions that maybe don't need to be slung. But somebody said that they had heard today on another news source that the Biden regime waived President Trump's, President Trump's executive privilege, meaning that if he declassified any of those documents, of course, they're no longer declassified. I, Mark, I don't, number one, I don't know that that's even, A, I don't know that it's true. B, I don't know if that's even possible. Yeah, retroactive. I don't, hey, I I don't think, think that's, can... I don't think that's possible. Yeah. So again, I want to make sure that we're very truthful and I wish other news organizations, frankly, did the same thing, Mark. Yeah, and I don't know if that's possible either. The way I understand it is once, um, you know, once you have a, another president take office, you know, the other president, when he leaves, when he or she leaves, that is the time with which they give up that ability as the, you know, the chief executive. And, and I think people need to know this, too, you know, and, of course, I've got people that I've worked with before that are on the, the FBI, and, and, and people need to understand that all of the agents and uh, maybe county or local officials at that particular raid 
and I'll use that term because that's what it's called, yep. right? Yep. So it's like they're there, and people need to know that just because they're there, it does not mean, and it would not mean, that they've read the affidavit themselves. They wouldn't even have access to that. So, True. you know, I don't want people, like, getting all half-cocked and emotional and going trying to say, well, it's, 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 you know, somebody in Colorado's FBI office. I'm going to still wreak havoc on them. You know, these people, all of them don't read everything. It's not that clear-cut. So, you know, they're just going to go there and execute a, uh, an order that's uh, derived from a judge. That's what they're doing. They also do now admit that they uh, accidentally took three passports, some of, the inf- some of the other things that they did take. The executive grant of clemency for Roger Stone Jr., information regarding the president of France, a handwritten note, potential presidential records, a binder of photos, two of them total, a leather-bound book of documents, information regarding the president of France. Mark, I don't see anything yet so far that anybody's produced that would say he did anything illegal at all. Yeah, and that's where we got to get. I mean, I'm hopeful, and and this is the way I am. You know, I'm like straight up. If If I'm... President Trump, I'm going to say, if you got something, bring it on, like, now. Like, bring it on now. Because the more this stuff just floats out there in utter oblivion, wondering what is there, it's going to be harmful for everyone. And, and, you know, I know Roger Stone pretty well. And I tell you, you know, I don't know what that has to do with classified. Everything he's done has been pretty darn public. That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> well, Mark, quick question here. Since they cast yeah. such a wide net with this search, I mean, this was a wide-ranging fishing expedition. There's no way around it. Aren't they kind of in uh, between a rock and a hard place with releasing the affidavit? And what I mean is this. I mean, either the affidavit justified a wide-reaching fishing expedition or it didn't. If it did, they look horrible for doing that. Right. I mean, you can't you can't do that. But if it didn't justify that, then the FBI looks horrible for going beyond what the warrant said in doing this expedition. I mean, how do they how do they draw that balance here? Well, when you write an affidavit, it's supposed to include information enough to uh, lay out a specific crime or crimes. Right. That probable cause has been met, that that crime has been. Uh, committed uh, by X person or X persons. And then within that same affidavit, it's, it's stating that there is evidence of that crime located at location ABCD. And it has to be a specific location. It can't just be a general location. And it cannot be something they can hold on to for like weeks and weeks. There's an expiration date on the time they must uh, serve that and bring it back to the courthouse. It's typically about 10 days. But you're right. When they lay out this affidavit, it's got to be so clear that this evidence, which could be kept here, 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 is in this location. And you go there, and you're supposed to seize that evidence. Now, uh, there's something called the Plain View Doctrine that people should be aware of. When a law enforcement officer walks in there searching for an item, item A, let's say, and they're going along and they see something else that they observe in Plain View that may be evidence of a crime they can seize that as well and of course to go back if it's another crime they'd have to go back and get a second warrant to search more along that crime but but there's that but i don't see a reason why passports would be a part of this at all well and melania's underwear drawer i mean come on 
How is that plain yeah. view? I'm sorry. But. Well, that wouldn't that wouldn't necessarily be plain view, but again, it's it's it all goes back to what was included in that darn affidavit. You know, what items were they looking for, and where could they have been kept, and where could they have been put? I, I suppose. I mean, if you get down to as much as it pains me to say, it, if it's in Melania's underwear drawer, that's a place that that Donald Trump frequents. You know, I I, I guess you could possibly say that there could be um, top-secret documents there, but, boy, that's a stretch, man. That is a real stretch. But, I mean, it just, (laughs) you know, Mark, it just seems to me it's not just the FBI and the DOJ right now who have a lot at stake here in in what is redacted and not redacted in releasing this affidavit. It's not just them. It's the judge that approved all this. Right, I mean, totally. he's going to look yeah. terrible if what is re- what is revealed shows that he approved something he shouldn't have. I think they're working together on this. Yeah, and the, the you know, I'm hoping that as we get into this, that much, much, much sooner than later, you know, court cases drag on for it seems like for eons. But I'm hoping that whatever the heck is going on here, that the truth will come out clearly because. Yeah. I don't know about you guys. I think I do, but me, I'm sick of the nonsense. I agree. I'm totally sick of the nonsense. Yep. I'm tired of it. I agree. And even as a form of law enforcement, man, I got to tell you, it pains me. It hurts my heart to see the um, the animosity against some law enforcement officers. You know, because I'm like, man, you know, we serve proudly and boldly, and it's not everybody. But my goodness, when you talk about bad apples spoiling the batch. Isn't this the epitome of that? Yeah, agree, agree. How, you know what? How do folks, Mark? How do folks find you? I mean, I mean, I know you're, you know, you're in the civilian world, just like you know Andy and I are right now. I know it's Doctor Mark Sherwood. I should have said that yeah. in the first place. How do folks find more about what you guys have going on? Man, we're still out there doing our thing, educating people on uh, you know government health, and, you know physical, emotional, spiritual health to keep people well. So they can find us at Sherwood TV, and we get the opportunity to keep people free from themselves let's say around the world awesome mark you're welcome anytime i appreciate it very much dr mark sherwood uh, again thanks for joining us thanks for your time and we're on the same team man i appreciate it very much you're welcome god bless you guys you bet. have a great night mark we appreciate it and flesh and beck is up next clevin kevin flesh whether whatever you need when it comes to your uh, legal situation it could be something that you're involved in with an accident you need some representation could be a legal matter in your business you name it kevin's there to help you f-l-e-s-c-h it's fleshlawfirm.com or call him at 303-806-8886 here's why you need personal injury attorney kevin flesh on your side he understands the way the jury thinks in the context of a personal injury case you have been hurt by someone else's negligence The idea is that you're going to try to recover so that you can get back to where you were just prior to that incident occurring. What that really means from a juror's perspective is that you're going to be asking them to award you money. So when we talk about fairness, we're talking about six people that you don't know. Those six people hear evidence and make a unanimous decision that will decide what the fair value is. When you're the one that's hurt, you have a good idea what you think it's worth. The question is, Can you persuade those other individuals, whom you don't know and weren't witnesses, to believe that's what the case is worth? Kevin Flesh understands the way the jury thinks. Call now for a free consultation, 303-806-8886. 
303-806-8886. Fleshenbeck Law. They get results. Absolute Electrical Heating in there. Don't forget to ask about the quiet, cool system or anything else you need around the house. They're there to help you as we head into the fall and winter months. Again, find them at klzradio.com. It pays off to be cool when you make an investment with a quiet, cool fan system. You keep the heat away and get your money back in energy savings. You get a return on your energy efficiency when you get a quiet, cool system installed by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air that pays for itself with how much money you can save. Quiet cool systems save you between 50 and 90% on your air conditioning costs. The motor inside works efficiently to pull hot, stuffy air out of the house and replace it with clean, fresh air. According to the U.S. Department of Energy, whole house fans, including your new quiet cool, are the most energy efficient way to cool your home. With the energy savings from your quiet cool installation done by the experts at Absolute, you'll be paying yourself back for years to come. Invest in energy efficiency now. Call today at 720-526-0231. Mention KLZ and you'll get a $300 rebate when your install is completed. Again, that's 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. My birth mother recently told me that she drove two hours to a clinic to abort me. But when she arrived for her appointment, she changed her mind and instead found an adoption attorney. My name is Diane Ferraro, and I'm the CEO at Save the Storks. I need you to join me in our mission to help us give women in Colorado the chance to choose life for their babies. We need you to give generously and help us get a mobile medical unit that will serve women right here. Some of you own a business or lead a group, and your donation of $1,000 or more would save dozens of babies when the mother sees that ultrasound for the first time. Please visit SaveTheStorks.com and donate today. Putting reason into your afternoon drive. This is John Rush. And welcome back to Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. John Rush together with Andy Page. John, let's talk a little Top Gun. Okay, let's do it. I'm ready. Okay, well, Jerry Bruckheimer, who, you know, produced the first one, he was asked, what made Maverick such Mm -hmm. a hit? Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. Okay. And it was kind of interesting because, you know, he goes into the stuff that you would kind of expect, the, the kind of bland stuff, because he doesn't want to get political. And he isn't. He's no right winger, by no, the way. No, no. You know, but he's not a rabid left winger. No, you don't hear about him much at all, which, no. which is good. Yeah, exactly. That's the way he's supposed to be. Well, because he wants to just sell a product. Well, it's interesting. He goes, it's always the characters, the themes, and the story he began that's what it's all about. It's all about the emotion. It's about bringing Iceman back. It's about seeing a real movie. Notice how he puts that. Mm-hmm. You're in the F-18 just like those actors are. They were trained for three months to be able to get into an F-18. You can see the struggles of what they're doing, what they're going through. That's all real. That's not made up. What do you think of some of this? He's spot on. Yeah. People, we talked about this when you did the movie review. Well, I didn't do the review either. We talked about it before and after. Right. The key to this movie, what made it so successful and is still so successful today, still being watched. In fact, last time I checked, it's still in some theaters, not all, but still in a lot of theaters, still raking in the dough for now the movie theater itself, not necessarily 
Hollywood, which is, by the way, a good thing, because that's what movie theaters need. That's where their revenue, you know more about that than I do, but that's where their yeah. revenue comes from. Absolutely. So yeah, even some of you that want to go see it two or three times, the oh, longer then- it's there, the more money the movie theater is now making, not the movie company. Oh yeah, yeah. Right now, the movie theaters are probably getting... Eighty percent of the take now, probably? No, no, goodness, 30. 30? Even this far into 50 it? 50 tops. No, I mean, it goes down. Oh, you mean the movie theater getting the take? I'm yes, sorry. Yes, yes. I, when, 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 in the movie theaters, when we talk percentage, we are we're talking about what goes to the uh, oh yeah yeah. Company. You, you start, sorry, sorry. I'm talking about what they get to keep. Right. It starts out on a blockbuster like this. It's going to start out at ninety percent, sometimes a hundred. That the movie depend- that the movie company gets. Yeah, every yes. dime. Yes. Okay, and the longer it goes, the more the movie theater and starts it drops, to take. Drops, drops, right? And so, so as long as it's been now, what two months? Yeah, I don't think it ever gets down to twenty percent. I think it'll bottom out at around thirty. But you know, times change. Maybe it does. But yeah, at this point, the theater is making a lot more. They're money. making the dough. And by the way, folks, this is kind of fun to see again in the big right. house before because it's just not the same at home man this thing is just too cool to watch correct but it's interesting that he goes into the realism because he's comparing that of course to cgi and he even says he likes cgi here's a quote from him he says i think audiences have been seeing so much cgi which is wonderful i'm quoting him here i go to see the same movies and it's always nice to see the real deal though and to be a part of the camaraderie of characters that get up in the sky and have to be as good as they can be. Now, that's that's kind of interesting. So, because too much CGI gets old. Agreed. It really does because it doesn't feel real. Mm-hmm. Even if it looks real and it's scary and it's thrilling and exhilarating, it doesn't feel real because it's like this can't happen. When you see the actors feeling you know, the fear, and you saw it in them. You get into it. Mm-hmm. But I think the big reason, John, was this. America, you can have, a, we'll have a lot of movies in here. You know, I always give the political and the moral religious score. Right. Right? One right. to five. Right. And a lot of them are threes. They're neutral. They don't preach either way, and that's fine. But Americans were ready for something that leaned pro-American, that actually got you excited about these guys and gals in the military who defend us and are going and doing these dangerous things and actually got excited about them. Mm -hmm. And Tom Cruise, say what you will about him as a person. I, I got nothing against the guy. I couldn't care less. Some people are down on him. I'm not, I, I, he's a guy, you know, whatever, whatever. you know, yeah, yeah, he's into some weird stuff, whatever. He loves pilots. Mm-hmm. He loves well, he pilots, one. and, and by the one. way, he is not an anti-military guy either. No, no. Okay, he is into these people. He's a, they're fans of him. He's a fan of them. Right. And it showed, John. Yeah, it agreed. showed in this movie. And so here's the bottom line. Here's what was happening. The people who made Top Gun Maverick were selling to America. They hadn't seen a pro-America movie in forever. Not and not a pro America movie that went ultra Republican or something, you know, over the top like that to where you're like, you know, I could only show this to my buddies, you know, on my side of the fence. Nothing like that. Just pro all of us, pro American, pro the military, pro these guys who put their lives in the line mm-hmm. for us. What mm-hmm. do you think? I think Oh, and by the way, it was a great movie. Go I ahead. think because of everything you just said, and I know this is maybe a little bit outlandish. But I don't think it is. 
I believe that this ties right into what we're going to see happen in 2022 and 2024 when it comes to politics. Okay. I'm not going to say that everyone learned their lesson, but I do believe there's some out there that did. My point is, we lost the last election for various reasons. I'm not going to get into all of that, and most of you know by now what Andy's feelings and I both are when it comes to that. Were there nefarious things that happened with the election itself? Yes, but there always is. Uh, I'm one that believes that truly the majority of it comes down to the fact that too many people that just wouldn't vote for Trump voted the other way. Was there that many millions of them that did? No. I struggle with the numbers on that, and you guys have heard me talk about that or many times. Or they didn't vote at all. Or they just didn't vote at all. But bottom line, I, I do think a certain amount of those people have learned their lesson. They don't like the direction the country is headed. They don't like all these other things. They enjoy things like Top Gun and the fact that it is really just celebrating America. And I do think there's a certain amount of people, Andy, that are going to show up. And I think they're going to show up in droves for the next two elections to get some things back on track because they don't like the way it is right now. We don't want a government that doesn't like America any more than we don't want a Hollywood that doesn't like America. Correct. In fact, we don't want a McDonald's that doesn't like America. We don't want any product that we're going to go spend money on that doesn't like America. Look at how many people now with the underground economy, basically, are not spending money at Starbucks, are not spending money at a lot of these places. Right. And when they vote with their dollars, I think you're right. The next thing they're going to do is vote with their votes. I, I think so. So is this a precursor? You know, is the movie the success of the movie? is what I should say, a precursor to what will happen in 2022 and 2024. I believe it is. I agree. Now, there's certain things we need to do to foster that, which we'll come back and talk about in a moment. Right. Because that, you know, we, we can't just sit back on our laurels either. We have to make sure that we're moving ahead and doing things correctly as conservatives to win 2022 and 2024. And we'll talk about some of that. Yeah. And we're also going to talk about Mitch McConnell and something he said. Okay, we'll be right back, folks. Affordable Interest Mortgage is next. Kurt Rogers. And again, anything you need when it comes to a mortgage, Kurt would love to help you. There's first-time homebuyer programs. or stuff for self-employed, and, and that's one area that Kurt specializes in, by the way, which a lot of brokers don't. So if you're self-employed, give Kurt a call today, 720-895-0500. Want to keep making your 30-year payment but own in 15 years? Want to be able to access your equity for future needs and not pay for it now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. 720-895-0500. We have been showing Coloradans how to own their home in less time without changing their 30-year payment. Home values are at the highest in their history. Take advantage of being able to access your equity for 10, 20, 30 years without making payments now. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Worried about inflation? Everything getting too expensive? Learn how to be able to access your equity without having to refinance and pay closing costs over and over and over. Do it once and you're good for 30 years. Affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. Tired of paying too much interest to own your home? Stop. Learn how to lower your total interest cost, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001, and where it's all about you is not just our motto, it's who we are. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA. High Five Plumbing, again, for all of your plumbing needs, don't forget they'll take care of your swamp cooler as well if you need to get that service before winter hits. And again, you can find them. It's 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Experts need physical eyes on the problem, but you'd like to know how much it's going to cost before you commit to one plumber, especially when it's a big fix. High Five Plumbing gives you FaceTime digitally with High Five Live because to give you an honest quote, ethical plumbers need to see the problem. 
With High Five Live, you get the real price without waiting around all day. Your session tells you what needs to be done faster than seeing an in-person plumber. That way, you get the chance to talk to a master plumber before they dispatch anyone to your location. Get your estimate while avoiding any unnecessary wait times and substantial dispatch fees. For a limited time, KLZ listeners get a free tub of pipe clearing BioClean with the completion of any service. Schedule your appointment service fee free by mentioning KLZ through High Five at HighFivePlumbing.com for an estimate from a real plumber. That's HighFivePlumbing.com. You can also call 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. That's 877-934-4445. All right, Roof Max, give Dave a call today. Anything it comes when it comes to your roof, he can take care of anything extending the life of or the replacement. He can do that as well. RushToReason.com or 303-710-6916. When you replace your roof now, you're getting less and paying more. Instead of replacing your roof, get a rejuvenate with Dave Hart from RoofMax. Shingles made 15 years ago were thicker and tougher than what's on the market today. Quality materials has gone down, meaning you consistently pay more for the bare minimum. The existing material quality of your roof is probably better now than what you could get on a reasonable budget brand new. Get more life out of your roof with RoofMax. Maintain the longevity of your roof with a patented resin treatment from RoofMax so you can pay less over time. The expert installation of the RoofMax treatment adds a minimum of five guaranteed years to your roof, giving you more time with the investment you already made buying the house in the first place. Call Dave Hart with RoofMax at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. The only recommended roof rejuvenation on KLZ 560 AM. Best export we have is common sense. You're listening to Rush to Reason. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Myself, Andy, and Charlie. And if you're listening to us on Labor Day, happy Labor Day. We appreciate you listening even on uh, your day off. So thank you so much for doing that. And if you're traveling through, you can always listen to us with our app. I actually mentioned this to somebody here not that long ago, uh, KLZ 560. So, fi- you know, KLZ Radio is what I should say is our app. So if you just go to uh, the App Store, Google Play, App Store, KLZ Radio is how you can find us. And with that, it's really easy to listen to us at any point in time. So if you're traveling through, want to keep listening to us on down the road, by the way, we'd appreciate that and feel free to do so. Yeah, I do at the gym. It's nice. It works out really well, by the way. The app's great. Yeah. And a lot is. of you listening on the app. So thank you so much for doing that. We appreciate it very well. All right. Let's talk about the, the party and... Maybe some of McConnell's missteps. Okay. Uh, now, as we know, that the big red wave that's coming is looking like a smaller wave now, at, at least according to a lot of polls. In fact, it's looking downright dreadful for the Senate. I'm not saying that those polls are all correct. I think that those polls are exaggerated. Mm-hmm. I don't think things are as bad as they say. However, do I think that the, our polling position has worsened some over the summer, absolutely, I do. I think it abs, and it started down. You could see it. It started after the uh, Roe v. Wade overturn, and I. By the way, I predicted this. I didn't predict it would be a massive one, but I did predict it would help the Democrats to some degree. Why? It's a fifty-fifty issue, and the other issues we were benefiting from were sixty-forty. So mm-hmm. obviously, taking a fifty-fifty issue and putting that up into a higher place is going to help the other side, and it did. And the other, there were really two big things that happened over the summer. Number one, Roe v. Wade overturn. That did help Democrats. There's no question at this point. Number two, 
And by the way, I totally agree with overturning Roe v. Wade. Okay, right. 100%. Number two, um, tons of Trump-endorsed candidates won primaries, mm-hmm. uh, over 90%. Mm-hmm. Okay, and here's the thing, um, and we're going to get to Mitch's comments in a moment. The Trump-endorsed candidates, some are very good. And I happen to like a lot of them. Some are not. Here in Colorado, we had the reverse, which is really unusual. The uh, more pro-Trump candidates all lost in the made, in the statewide elections. And but nationally, the more Trump pro-Trump ones won. And the problem is this: the Trump crowd that pushed all these candidates over the finish line—that's great. Some are good, some are bad. They weren't thinking about what the market wants. Remember what we were just talking about with Top Gun. Mm-hmm. The beauty of Top Gun is it's the first movie in a long time that only sold to the market what the market wanted. There was no agenda other than what the market wanted to hear. If you want your if you want somebody to be the candidate because of their their Trump loyalty rather than they're the best candidate for that market, a lot of times you're not going to get the best candidate. Why? Because you're not trying to get the best candidate for that market. Okay. Does that make sense? No, it makes total so sense. Yeah. Okay. So those two things happened over the summer. Are they going to kill the red wave? No, they are not. I do believe, right now we've lost the Senate, though. We're not going to get the Senate. Those two things have had that much of a marked effect to where our chances of taking the Senate. I, I'm going to agree with Mitch on that. I think they're very low. Here we go. Mitch McConnell said, I think there's probably a greater likelihood the House flips than the Senate. Senate races are just different. Their statewide candidate quality has a lot to do with the outcome. And he's that right. last, yeah, but that last comment mm-hmm. is a he's mistake. getting him in trouble. It's a, it's a mistake, but even though it's true, it's a mistake by him to say so. Yeah, that's not his job. You right. know, one thing I love about Christy Burton Brown, who heads up the Colorado Republican Party, she stands by every candidate, and she would never, ever complain about candidate quality ever and there are some candidates christy burton brown happens to be a very right wing person Mm -hmm. okay she's very right wing she is well to the right of all three of our candidates in my opinion my opinion um but as far as she's concerned they are all the best candidate ever why because her fellow republicans chose them okay and I know some people will say, well, it's an open primary. I get it, and I don't like those either, but I don't want to go there. The thing is, is you're Mitch McConnell. You are the Senate head of this party. Right. And by the way, we don't have a president. That makes you top dog. Right. Okay? Right. You're the leader of the party, basically. Yes. You can't complain about the quality of the candidates. In my opinion, and I, and the question is, was he doing that because he doesn't like the Trump-backed candidates? I don't know if it's so much that is that he doesn't like the quality of some of the candidates because people were choosing them because of their loyalty to Trump, not because they were or were not the highest quality. In many cases, they were the highest quality candidate, and that's great, okay? But I think because the selection process was tro- so centered around one man and not the best quality per in every setting. I think Mitch is looking at it and just thinking we didn't get all the best candidates. He's probably right, but you don't say it. What do you think? Well, and he probably is. You can't say that, but my response back to Mitch even now would be, there's an old saying, Mitch, 
everything rises and falls on leadership. Yep. So if you don't like the candidates, guess what you need to go do? Look in the mirror. Because you're the guy at the top that's supposed to be making all this stuff work. So if you don't like the candidates, then I guess you better figure out how to not have that happen in the future. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and by Mitch, the way, no one else in our party is even telling him that. Right. And here's another thing. And can I agree with you and take it a step further? Mm-hmm. I would look Mitch in the eye and I would say this. Mitch, if you look in the mirror and you say, gee, I'm doing everything I can, but the but Trump... The Trump wave has seized this party out of my control, and it's off the rails and all this. Um, Personally, I think the Trump wave has made it a better party. I like the populism in our party. But setting that aside, if that's the case, Mitch, wasn't it your leadership that disappointed so many people that they embraced that wave instead of you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Again, everything rises and falls on leadership. Right. So, Mitch, if you don't like the outcome— of a particular race in a particular area. And I also understand as much as anybody that, and maybe I'm wrong in saying this, but I do understand that there are certain areas of the country, certain states that would be very difficult, if not impossible for a conservative to win. I get that. And frankly, I, I think if I was a strategist behind the party trying to figure out where can we win and not win, which by the way, that's what you have to sit down and do. There are certain states that frankly... Let them do whatever they want to do, because frankly, you're not going to change the outcome of most of those elections anyway. So why waste any time, money or effort in that particular area? Are we in Colorado one of those? I don't think so. Now, there's those out there, including my own son, who thinks Bennett's pretty hard to beat no matter what, just because of the the populace that we have in Colorado. I, I disagree. I do think Bennett's beatable. I think he's nothing more than a, 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 you know, he governs like a wet noodle. He interviews like a wet noodle. The guy, the guy can't hardly string a few sentences together and, and make any cognitive sense whatsoever. He's, he's got about as much, as, much pizzazz as uh, Mr. Rogers had. Not saying that in a negative way because Mr. Rogers was a really great guy, but Mr. Rogers wasn't a politician. Yeah, but he's Mr. Rogers with none of the goodness. Correct. Good point. Good point. So it, it, do I think he's easy to beat? Yes. Absolutely. But I will also give this state some discredit because, once again, we screwed this one up. We couldn't figure out early on who we really thought would be the candidate that we should get behind that could actually beat Michael Bennett. We've now ended up with Joe O'Day, and I don't dislike Joe. I dislike some of the things that he stands for, but I don't like I don't dislike Joe. I wish Joe were different in his approach on certain topics and certain things that he gets into, and I would have guided him differently along some of those lines. But do I think he's a candidate that has the potential, if everybody would get behind him, to beat Bennett? Yes, I, I do. agree. I do, too. I One thing that I don't like, though, is his ads basically show he's ashamed of Republicans. He's Correct. ashamed of our party. And you don't need to do that, I'm Joe. American before Republican. Look, Joe, we're all American before before Republican. But how about saying I'm American before any political party? You could say that. You don't have to say your party that you're American before. You're you're singling us out. I'm American before this. Because, Joe, what what you're going to do, and Joe, if you're listening, which I hope somebody— You're deflating the base. I hope some of your team is listening. Yeah, you're turning off the folks that you actually need to help you win. You see, John, because earlier, just about one minute ago, you said if we all unite behind, if we all rally behind, if we all do this, that's what he's damaging Mm -hmm. with that kind of stuff. Agree. 
that's a rookie mistake. Uh, and, yes, you it know, is. It, it's like, look, Joe, do you hate the Republican Party? I don't think you do. No, so I don't, don't think so either. So don't come off. So don't that say way. that. On the same token, I will go out and I will go. And by the way, Mitch, do you hate these Republican candidates? I don't think you do. So don't come off that way. Right. Go ahead. I also will say this, though, and this has been my criticism of the GOP in general. I'll say it straight up for Colorado. Why, for the last four years, five years, six years even, have we not been prepping someone that we could all get behind that would not make some of these missteps and make some of these mistakes? Why were we not grooming someone for at least the last two years on how to come in here and win, and win this seat to beat Michael Bennett? Why have we not done that, Andy? Why? We have a winnable seat in Colorado to gain one Senate seat back. Why have we not done that? Why didn't the GOP nationally, Mitch McConnell himself, why did he not get behind somehow, some way, grooming an individual in Colorado to take that Senate seat? Right. Why are we not doing that? We don't do that. That's our problem. We don't look at who is the best product and then throw our money behind them. No, we, we, we say don't. who already has a lot of money. No, exactly. and who has a big organization and so forth. When Barack Obama came that along, is not he was the in, winning machine. Yeah, when Barack Obama came, the Democrats do it the opposite way. They saw a great product. They said we can sell this product. We'll we'll throw the money behind it. Right. This is a great product. Hillary is not. We'll go with this. Correct. Any one landslide. Correct. We should have done the same thing in Colorado because honestly, we could, and we may still. There's there's still hope. I'm not I'm not all hopeless on the fact that you know we can't beat Michael Bennett this November. But I'm, what I'm saying is we could have done this in a much better fashion and been a much better place today had we done this differently. And again, I do blame this back on GOP leadership locally and nationally. If right. we're going to win some of these key races where there's a chance to win, like I believe there was with Michael Bennett. And by the way, I've been talking about this for two plus years. This didn't just start on my show just recently. I've talked for two or three years about Michael Bennett being nothing but a wet noodle. And if there's any chance we could win a Senate seat, it would be that one. Dude has no personality. Thank he you. doesn't sell. Thank you. The only way he sells is if the other side doesn't. Exactly. So okay. why did we not capitalize on that? Well, as you said, we don't. We haven't been training up the, the right candidates. But here's another big thing. We have no central vision. You know, we just put out with the commitment for Colorado, the GOP. I like it. It's good stuff. I like it. Well written. Well done. Yay. Here, here. All for it. Who's going to read all that? No Nobody. One. Okay. Remember what we were talking about a week ago, a week or two ago, and I said, you do you. That should be our, that should be our message. You do you. Okay, this is what the this is what the Colorado Republican Party is about. We believe in your freedom to be you. Okay, you should not have had people take destroy your businesses during COVID. Hmm. They should have let you decide what business to go into, what one not. Uh, if you want to buy alcohol after 10 p.m., that's up to you. You do you. You live you. We're not going to have the governor's agenda be your kids' curriculum in schools. Right. You do you. You choose. You raise your kids. Okay. Now, now, internally, as a GOP, my message internally, if I were the GOP chair, would be one, two words. Let's win. Well, obviously. But I'm talking. Internally, talk let's win. Right. Let's win. And let's do everything we possibly can to gather the right candidates yeah. to make that happen. Right. But the, if you but want. externally, yes, you have to use your message. Well, what I mean, yeah, no, you do both. Internally, let's commit to winning. That takes unity. That takes great candidates. That takes a great organization. I do think they have a good organization. And planning. And planning. But externally, you got to sell a product. The, the 
the customers the want. want. The independents want to hear you do you. They want to hear someone come to them and say, live your life. We want to control our own lives, not yours. Live your life. You do you. Okay? Next week, I'm going to be speaking three times, talking about conservative messaging to three different groups. And, you know, it'll, it'll focus around how to sell liberty and how we have not been. And let me tell you what's going to happen in every one of these three things. I'm going to have a group full, a room full of people say, my gosh, I've never heard this before. Why can't we have this everywhere? It happens every time. They're like, this is so simple. It makes so much sense. Right. Oh, my gosh, I love it. Why can't we have more of this? It breaks my heart. I agree. All right, let's do this. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Got one last little segment left. Myself and Andy, Golden Eagle Financial is next. And that is Al Smith. He'd love to help you with whatever your future financial plans are and actually getting to retirement and staying there. KLZradio.com, 303-744-1128. Inflation affects everyone differently. It seems strange because everyone is spending more money in certain categories. Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial explains that your situation is unique and that just because prices are inflated doesn't mean inflation affects you the same way it affects everyone else. You can live with inflation as you have before by combining trips, staying local, or being frugal. But since inflation affects you uniquely, you should personalize your financial plan. Al Smith knows that it's the big picture planning that matters the most when the market is down. He can help you make financial moves that, unless you're a financial planner, you wouldn't think of, like maximizing your 401k in a market downturn. Create a strategy with Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial and enjoy the comfort of understanding how financial circumstances, like inflation, affect your personal financial situation. Visit klzradio.com money or call Al Smith at 303-744-1128. That's 303-744-1128. Okay, in our home transitions, call the ladies today and have them help you, whether you're looking for a home as a first-time buyer, you're a veteran seasoned buyer, you're looking to add a rental property, or you just want to make some sort of a move. That's what they're there to help you with. It's KNR Home Transitions, two for the price of one, literally hands-on service. KLZRadio.com or 720-437-8210. And for those of you that might be driving through listening to us on Labor Day and you'd like to move here and stay here, they're also there for you. Catherine and Robin, KNR Home Transitions. With K&R Home Transitions, you get more than you see on the surface and two experts for the price of one. Can you imagine if you had to hire two realtors? With each of them having different areas of expertise, they are able to do more than the typical agent to help you get the best deal for your home purchase or to sell your home for top dollar fast. After all, one agent simply can't know everything or do everything. Speaking of doing, Cat and Robin are not shy about getting their hands dirty. From cleaning toilets to laying baseboards, they've done it. As a team, they work hard in tandem because they realize that you need more from the current housing market and you need more for your home. K&R Home Transitions does everything in their power to go above and beyond throughout the buying and selling process because it is truly about you and doing their best for you. Get more than you see on the surface. Get two for the price of one. Visit klzradio.com slash home. Again, that's klzradio.com slash home. Powered by Worth Clark Realty. Stream Auto Repair is next, and they want to help you with all of your vehicle needs, extending the life of your vehicle, which, by the way, at the end of the day, as I say all the time, saves you money. Cooper tires are at cost as well, and there's a great rebate right now going on until September 5th. klzradio.com. Call them at 303-841-1071.
Thanks for restoring my faith in humanity. No more hopping from one mechanic to another, trying to find a solution for your vehicle's persistent issue. Extreme Auto Repair has a reputation for fixing problems quickly. You bring your Nissan to the dealer because of a rattling noise, they charge you $4,000. You still hear the noise. You bring the same vehicle to Extreme Auto Repair in Parker, where Sean and his team quickly discover a broken bolt in the subframe. A known Nissan failure they've seen many times before. Real stories like this one earn Extreme Auto Repair customers for life. As one woman exclaims in a recent five-star review, thanks for restoring my faith in humanity. The factory-trained technicians at Extreme Auto Repair stay up to date with the manufacturer data for your vehicle's specific make and model for quick and experienced problem solving. Fill out the contract form now at klzradio.com extreme. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you navigate through the maze of health insurance options so you get the right plan to fit your needs at the best premium. GIA never charges fees, and your premiums will never be any higher than going directly to the insurance companies or buying online. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, we are back. Myself, Andy Pate, Charlie Grimes. And yes, if you were listening to us on Labor Day, thank you so much. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being loyal. And if you're passing through town, you can always listen to us on our website, RushToReason.com or KLZRadio.com. And we have a free app you can download on Google Play or the App Store as well. And you can keep listening to us wherever you are around the world, by the way. Yep. So it's awesome. We're everywhere. Yeah, that's right. Okay, really quick here. I want to apply something you just said to Mitch. Okay. Because you said internally what you got to be talking about is winning. Right. We are about winning, only winning. Okay, when he comes out and complains about candidate quality, that's a quote, that has a lot to do with the outcome. Is he is he focusing on winning or is he focusing on his personal frustration? He's focusing on whining, not winning. Right. Sorry, he's whining, not winning. That's perfect. He's whining, not winning. And let me ask you something, Mr. Salesman, because you are an, an expert salesman. Does whining sell? Never. No! It never. And nobody wants to hear a whiner. Yeah. Ever. That doesn't... And the funny thing is... That's is, why Hillary, by the way, has had nothing to do with politics since she's left. Because she... For all of you lefties, by oh, the way, yeah. let, me, let, me, yeah. let me refresh your memory. She whined for two plus years after losing. It was agonizing. I mean, I mean, whine... You think Donald Trump has been whining. He's just ticked. He's not whining. She whined. But by the way, him talking about 2020 doesn't sell well either. Even, nope. even when he's right. Nobody and wants I to hear that. And I think he's right on a lot of it. Nobody wants to hear that. Move on. People want to hear What's what you're going to do. What's next? You know. Yeah. People have, I've, I need to remind all politicians of this at times. And while I've got a minute here, I will. I always tell people, I used to tell my sales guys this all the time and, and the things that, you know, I did business-wise and so on and still do from time to time. Remind my clients that I coach of this on a regular basis. Everybody has something written across their forehead. It's called WIFM. Yep. What's in it for me? And if every politician, Mitch included, would remember that all the general populace out there, the voting populace wants to know is, what's in it for me? Why should I vote for you? That's all they want to know. Well, we have poor candidate quality. Yeah, that's not going to sell, Mitch. 
Right. That, by the way, that doesn't sell to the general public, but it also doesn't sell in your party your base. that you're trying to rally because no. you're the leader. You're trying to raise money. You're trying to do things along those lines, Mitch. You you just you just dropped the ball big time. And you dropped it because you lost focus on winning, Instead and your focus whining. was on whining. whining. It yep. was on your frustration. Which you know, our party is getting too whiny, and this is one reason our poll numbers have gone down. We're still going to win big, but not as big. Is because we're the whiny party. People don't like us. They they hate what the Democrats have done to this yep. country. They're angry about because yep. the Democrats have ruined this country, and they're and they're looking at it saying, "Inflation, you're killing us. Everything you're doing is killing us." Then they look at us, and they're not in love. Why we're whiny? The only thing that might change some of that because there's still time before the midterms, of course. The only thing that may change us, this is where it may very really backfire big on the Democrats. And again, keep listening to our program. We'll talk more about this in the days and weeks ahead. The reality is, Andy, that depending upon how this whole raid comes down, oh, yeah. what happens with the warrant and how it was executed and what it says and what they actually found and so on. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to tell Democrats right now. I know I've got about 30 seconds here. If they don't come up with something big and something big fast, this is going to affect their outcome in November. When you've got a whiny opponent like us Republicans, don't make them look right. That's what you're doing. Yeah. That's what you're doing, folks. And if we will capitalize and play off of that, we could actually overcome even some of the whining that Mitch just did. Yes, we could. The reality is. So, you know what? It ain't over till it's over, so we'll see where things go. Again, if you're listening on Labor Day, thank you very much. I know most of you right now that we're live are not, so we really appreciate you listening as well. And, and again, folks, continue to listen to us each and every day. Myself and Andy, Charlie Grimes, of course, our engineer. I'll be back tomorrow, Health and Wellness Wednesday as well, because this is a Tuesday that we're actually doing this show. On Monday, though, by the way, I think Andy, by the way, or no, I'll be back tomorrow. So I'm going to be back tomorrow because I'm going on a little vacation, but I'll be back the day after Labor Day. So I'll see you guys tomorrow if you're listening on Labor Day. So, guys, have a great night. We'll be back tomorrow. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.